The Leaderpreneur Show, Episode 4, Building Team Commitment and Behind the Scenes. Let's go. Welcome back, my friends, to The Leaderpreneur Show the podcast for leaders to deepen their knowledge while exploring an entrepreneurial journey to start a thriving online business of their own. I'm your host, Stephen Faust. I'm with my great and good friend, Michael Tanner in Atlanta, Georgia. How are you, man? Man, I am super fantastic. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm excellent. I'm excellent. I'm excited to share a lot of the stuff that you and I have already talked about for a little while in our mastermind group. And now we have some some really great content to share with our team or with our audience. That's awesome, man. So we're going to cover our typical uh, kind of agenda this week. We're going to just get into a leadership topic for our audience and maybe cover again, a bit of the behind the scenes on some of the things we're working to grow and develop our online businesses and in the leadership area. So why don't you go ahead and kick us off and what's, what's on the docket this week, Michael? Hey, yeah, listen, Hey, this week, what I want to talk about is commitment. It's, uh, it's one of the, the big, main questions I get asked all the time as it relates to leaders of a team is, how do I build commitment in my team? How do I make sure that my team members are committed to each other, committed to the team, committed to, you know, whatever the goal is, what, whatever success looks like, whatever a win is? How do I build commitment within the team such that they're committed to those things and not just kind of you were wandering aimlessly as individuals and things like that. And so it's the most common question that I get from any leader that's, that, you know, related to uh, leading a team is how do I build commitment? So that's, I thought we'd talk about that today. That sounds great. Let's, let's dig in. Let's do it. All right. So here's the, my answer, if you will, and I want to get your take on it as well, but I tend to shock folks with my answer to this uh, commitment question because I will turn the question you know, you're never supposed to answer a question with a question, but in this case, I always do. I always turn the question back around to that leader and say, how committed are you to building relationships with your team members? Um, yeah. Because I think that's where commitment is going to come from in your team members. It's all about relationships. I'm not a big fan of this idea that they're just going to be committed to the goal or the team or the compensation that you uh, provide for them. Or even some of the, you know, the extracurricular things that uh, companies will try to do, a ping pong table or popcorn or something like that. I just don't believe that that builds a culture of commitment. Now, it can build a culture of fun and, you know, and things like that, but it's not going to build a culture of commitment. Only relationships, I believe, is going to build that kind of Type of culture. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I you know I, I like ping pong. I could I could do some ping pong now. Well, I'm just not any good at it. Uh, that's why you don't do life. it because you'd probably lose, right? I get it. <laughs> but you're right. I think those are those are superficial things that people look at and say is you know we, we'll go do a ping pong tournament and we'll go do you know recently I did did an escape room with my team and does the escape room change the commitment? No, they're they're add-ons, right? I view them as yeah. add-ons that that just bring additional value. But, and you're absolutely right, and I feel the same way, commitment is rooted in relationships. If you're a leader and you are not committed to doing the hard work and the heavy lifting that results in 
deeper, more meaningful relationships, then you probably should just get out of leadership because it's not something that you're going to ultimately have success in. And, and building the relationship you know, from the ground up, understanding that the relationship uh, is at the, the core, it's the backbone of, of what builds that commitment. And you, you've got to have it. And without it, then you're just, you know, a lot, a lot like every other ineffective leader out there. You're, you're just busting people over the head. You don't show genuine care and concern. And you're not building uh, the infrastructure for the long haul of uh, the commitment that you talk, talk about there. Yeah, no, you make a great point there. And, and I couldn't agree more that, you know, if you don't feel like you are a people person, then you need to get out of leadership because it's all about the people. It's all about influencing other people. That's what leadership is. And, and um, yeah, you just need to get out of the business if you can't find it within yourself. Now, I'm not saying you got to be this natural, you know, lovey-dovey, you know, type of person who just right. likes to get in people's business and things like that. That's not what I'm saying. But if you can't discipline yourself to take actions necessary to build relationships with people, then you don't need to be in leadership. Because yeah. again, that is exactly what it's all about. You know, and and whether it's ping pong or or an escape room or or any other type of event or activity, those things are great. But you, you got to recognize that those things are meant to augment relationships that are already being established. Those are not meant to establish a good relationships. They're only meant to augment relationships, right? So yeah, you get out of the office, you go and you do something fun together, but you're doing something fun together with some, with, with people that you already have a relationship with, not for the purpose of creating a relationship. Otherwise you'll be at that, that event and it'll be an awkward silence between everyone and nobody will be talking and you know, you'll have a little bit of participation from a few people or something like that. And that's because you're using that event as a, a way to establish a relationship. It should be instead viewed as a way to augment the relationship. So you got to first do, as you said, you got to do the hard work to establish those relationships up front. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, it's about, you, you can't start with that stuff. It's, it's nice to have, those things in place to maintain a relationship to uh, you know make those constant demonstrate those consistent ways of you know building the team and building the commitment um, but if you start with that you're right you're gonna have people looking around at each other going I don't even like you man why why are you right. why are you doing this with me and and it, it's funny you don't you don't have to have a degree from the Wharton School of Finance or Harvard to be a great, impactful leader. The, the best leaders I've had are the ones that have just been down to earth, salt of the earth people that have, have said, hey, how are things going? That just show care and concern. You know, there's not a magic formula. There's not a you know, a checklist that says I need to ask these 12 questions today to, to get my check mark as a, as a great leader. It's the absolute opposite of that. You have to be a genuine person, an absolute genuine person to be a great leader. Yeah. I mean, what, that, what it creates for you as a leader, you become relatable, right? Yeah. Okay. So you've got a title or some position that has you above everyone as a leader, but once you start to build a relationship with those individuals, 
now you're relatable to them, right? It, you're not just, you know, the high and mighty sitting in your castle somewhere, but now you're a part of the team as well. And, and so because you're relatable, then they will create that commitment that you're, that you're looking for here. You know, and every time I tell someone, when they ask me, you know, how do I build commitment on a team? And I start talking about, well, you as the leader have to be committed to building relationships with your team members. I'll often get the secondary question of, well, how do I do that? What do I need to do? And, and this question comes from a, from a, you know, a characteristic like I have, and it's, I need a bullet list. I need a checklist of tell me the things I need to go do then to build these relationships. And it's, it's really, really simple. Actually. Uh, um, I recognize, you know, some people are introverts and things like that. And, and some of those characteristics can make it more difficult, but it's rather simple. Uh, the first thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to spend some individual time with those team members. So uh, with all of my direct reports, I do a weekly one-on-one uh, -on -one meeting with them. And I literally tell them in this meeting, now I schedule the meeting and I schedule it, uh, you know, as a recurring meeting between the two of us. But I literally tell them, this is your meeting. You can use this meeting to bring to me and to my attention anything you want. And over time, that anything you want literally becomes anything they want to talk about. I'm usually in tune with the goings on of, of our team and the project status and things like that. It doesn't need to be a product status update for me. It just needs to be whatever is on their mind. And then in the midst of those meetings is where I'll try to be really, really intentional to get to know them better. When is their birthday? When is their wedding anniversary? What is their spouse's name? How many children do they have? What are their, you know, what are their kids' ages? And, you know, I, I know all of these names and I know all of these dates and, you know, I know the, the, the direct reports that I have that have kids in college now and, and still in school, you know, high school and all, I know all of those things. And then when I, when I, when I learn those things, their birth dates, for instance, anniversaries, I'll go and put those in my calendar so that on their birthday, I can reach out to them and say happy birthday or on their wedding anniversary. I mean, it means the world to your team member when they receive from you. And it can be as simple as an email. Occasionally I'll, I'll swing by their desk or something like that. But when you're, direct report receives an email from you that says happy anniversary and specifically names your spouse. You've just, their spouse, not your spouse. Sorry. That's a their home spouse. run, man. Yeah. That, that is, that is gold. You are building a relationship with those team members that I assure you will build commitment. They will be committed to you as a leader and, and ultimately the team as well. And, yep. and the winning of the team and is, it's, and is it, gold. And it's interesting that, it's such an easy thing, but it takes, it takes a, a certain level of a commitment by a leader to do it. And yeah. it's amazing how many people don't do it, don't think about doing it, refuse to do it, look at it, look at it as a chore, as something that doesn't add value. And it's, it's so opposite. And on the birthday card, uh, the birthday um, thing that you mentioned, I do something similar. And what we do and what I do specifically is I have... Uh, HR. HR runs a list um, of everyone uh, in our organization and yeah. prints it out. And then we have cards and then we hand write a card out. We, we hand write a card out to that person and sign it like with a, you know, not an email, but with a, with an actual pen and a hand. Right. 
that you don't see much of anymore. And, and, and then we go another step further. And I encourage people to think about this. We could go hand it to the employee, but what we yeah. do is we mail it to their house, yeah. right? Totally because we mail it to their house because invariably their spouse is going to see the mail and it's going to be this, this connection of they're opening this card, their family is there, they see a handwritten uh, gesture of uh, happy birthday, whatever the occasion is, and it's, it resonates differently. And it says, yeah, we, we always thought that so-and-so cared, but this really means and feels like they are genuine and it, because we are. Right. We're not doing it to try to gain points. We're doing it exactly. to make a connection. And um, it, so something I think about in, in companies I've worked in, and maybe you've seen this uh, in the past, and I absolutely agree, getting to know employees, getting to know people that you work with, that work for you, that you work for, knowing their circumstances and situations with family and kids and what sports are they in and what colleges are they going to and and uh, just those conversations that happen as part of life. What do, you, what do you do personally or how do you handle or think about when stuffy, you know, HR says, you know, that's getting too personal, Michael. You just really need to keep work with work and you need to keep, you know, that's too personal. How do you respond to organizations who think that way? Well, you know, I get, I get asked a similar question a lot as I tell, as I coach leaders on building these relationships, I get questions like, well, where are the boundaries, right? This is the work environment and, and what should we talk about and what can't we talk about and, and things like that. And, and yeah, I understand there's legal ramifications and there's HR policies and all that. But my response to that is let your people determine where the boundary is and you oh, that's as gold. leader be comfortable wherever they go, right? And you'll have some, you know, that establish the boundary pretty early, you know, and, and, and they don't really let the conversation get outside of the work environment or, or maybe, you know, my kid is starting college, you know, this year or something like that. But then you'll have others that have the boundary in a totally different place and they're willing to, you know, share with you their doctor's visit, or they're willing to share with you, you know, marriage related, uh, you know, struggles maybe or whatever. So as a leader, I just say, let them set the boundary and then you just be willing to have a relationship with them such that you're willing to go to whatever boundary they set. Yeah. Um, That's such a great to, tip. Yeah. As it relates to the HR folks, I'm of the, I hope we don't have a lot of them listening, I guess, when I say this, but I'm of the opinion, I'm going to ask for forgiveness later and take yeah. permission now. That, now I'm not going to yeah. ask, Hey, can I talk to this guy about his marriage? I mean, he opened up to me. Can I talk to him about it? No, I'm just going to ask for forgiveness later. Yeah. Uh, because if one of my team members is willing to share that information with me, I'm going to be there for them. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story uh, uh, from years past, but I had a direct report. I was having these one-on-one -on -one meetings. And again, this, this meeting is his meeting. He can share with me anything he wants to share with me. And one day, one of the things that he shared with me was that his wife had just recently been diagnosed. I, I believe it was a breast cancer. I know it was cancer, but it was, I believe it was breast cancer. And they were going to, be facing surgery. But then after that, they were going to be facing chemotherapy. Now I had recently gone through chemotherapy with my dad. My dad uh, passed away from, uh, from uh, lung cancer and he had been through chemotherapy for about two years. 
So I was just on the tail end of that. So I knew the chemotherapy journey that his wife was about to go through. And I think he kind of conceptually knew it as well. But I led right into talking to him about the type of additional care that he was going to need to provide for his wife and the additional time that he was probably going to need to be there at home with her and so forth. And, and what we settled on, he, she was having, a, I believe her chemotherapy treatment was once a week. And so what we ended up settling on pretty quickly was the second half of the day that on the day that she had chemotherapy, he was going to work from home. And then the day after, because that's when she was, turns out that she was so sick and all that. And so I believe, I believe it was half a day on Tuesday, second half of the Tuesday and then Wednesdays, he was at home. Uh, and just the fact that, you know, well, first of all, he had a relationship with me such that he could, you know, confide in me that his wife has cancer. And then the fact that I was willing to dive into that with him and, and work out a work schedule and things like that. Um, you know, thankfully, we don't live in a world where he had to do this, but I'm convinced he would have jumped on a grenade for me after that, right? His, his wife survived the chemo. That's doing great. great today. She's cancer-free today. This was years ago now. Cancer-free today. But, you know, after working through, and that was a few months, right? And, and it was tough on them. But after working with him through that, I believe he would have jumped on a grenade. That was his level of commitment to me and the rest of the team. Just because we had a, a relationship established. If, if, if we didn't have that relationship and he had not told me about his wife, um, if he didn't burn out, uh, he probably, he certainly wouldn't have been an effective member of our team with that kind of chaos going on at home and, and things like that. And who knows, maybe he would have left. I yeah, can't what might have happened. That's that's it all started with that relationship. That's such a that's a great story and an outcome. And you know what resonates with me is it's such a great tip you gave though about about uh, boundaries and and employees and one on ones and it the relationships we build with our employees and folks we work with as leaders and that commitment that it drives they are comfortable bringing up this information with us, right? right. It, it's, it's more than just a work relationship. As, as much as folks think of it as, hey, I just work with these people. But if you think about it, do you know we spend usually more time with people at work than we do with our family? Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and I think if people take a step back and realize that they crave the right type of relationship at work. They, they are working there, not because of, of, and you mentioned this, this to me a little bit earlier for the, the money or the, you know, um, the type of work necessarily is driving them. It's, it's the relationships they have. It's the people they work with. It's the leader they work for and a leader who is willing to have those regular one-on-ones with someone that they can, open up, confide in, establish the boundaries, invite you into the conversation and make you a part of those discussions. That to me is a sign of a leader that, that gets it and an employee who is so engaged, the, the grenade story, right? The, the proverbial grenade. And right. I recently had had someone that I work closely with who lost a family member. And, um, and, and to me, it's such a no brainer when, when someone's grieving and someone, whether it's a spouse with, with cancer or you've lost a family member 
it is it is so easy for people to say, uh, well, you get three days of bereavement, you get, you know, this is what you get, and the company's not going to do that. My gosh, I mean, do we not have a heart as leaders and as people? Just, hey, man, whatever you need, I'm here for you. You do it. Don't even worry about any of this stuff at work. We will be fine. Take care of your business and your family and do what you need to do. I'm here for you. And um, it's, it's okay. So don't even worry about this. And, and the relationship that that causes to occur, it is, it is crazy to the, the, how that's magnified for the good. And I, I just had a, an employee also who had a grandchild, first grandchild. And, um, you know, Hey, Hey man, I, I got, I need to be away for an extra day because my daughter was like, things that happen. Right. And yeah. it's like, Hey, don't even worry about it. It's all yeah. good, man. He, he was, it was because I'm, I'm building a team and, and doing some things that I'm in the process of doing at work as well. And, and so establishing these relationships from my standpoint and, and to make sure that this person knew that family's first without family, without uh, contentment and happiness at home, you're not going to be an effective person at work and you've got to build that full relationship, not just the work relationship, the full relationship as a person will get you the most successful and engaged employee and get you the most um, uh, dedicated person at home. And uh, everybody wins in that scenario. In my mind, everybody. No, totally agree, man. Keep preaching. I'm, I'm loving it because you you're exactly right. I mean, in that situation where you have a team member, you know, maybe it is a, a bad or a desperate situation. It's a death in the family or it's a sickness like cancer or whatever, or maybe it's the opposite. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a joyous occasion like the birth of a child or something like that. And someone comes to you and says, Hey, I need time with family or whatever. The worst thing you can do in that situation is dig out the HR manual. Oh my gosh. The worst thing you can do. Um, instead you say, yeah, you take the time you need, you do this, you do that, whatever, you know, just keep us informed. That's usually what I tell you. Exactly. Yeah, and take the time you need, just keep me informed. That's fine. Yeah. You know, and I'll, I have people that say, well, yeah, but you'll have people abuse that and so forth. Well, you're the leader. If people are abusing that, you're going to call them on it. Yeah. Uh, but you're not going to punish everybody because of the one or two that might try to abuse it. Uh, don't leave the HR manual in the drawer, in your desk drawer, and you just have a relationship with someone such that you're going to allow them to go and enjoy the birth of a grandchild. Yeah. Or you're going to allow them to go and grieve the death of a family member or care for a sick family member that's going through cancer. And, and it's really the golden rule, right? Yeah, I mean, I and I think of these situations as, is how would I want to be treated? How would I want to be treated and what would I appreciate from others if I had a situation in my life? And then I, then I, what I do is I simply treat it like that. Right. And go, yeah. And you give that grace, you give that opportunity for them to, you know, deal and cope with that situation in the way they need to. And it's not my way, it's their way. And I um, teach the golden rule to, to leaders all the time as a, as leadership wisdom and it's because I believe that it, it, as a leader, it, it gives you the emotional intelligence that you need to be a leader. It, it gets you out of, 
you know, sticky situations or difficult situations or whatever, you know, you just ask yourself, how would I want to be treated in this case? And then you go and treat your, your, your team members that way. Yeah. Uh, it takes all the ambiguity out of leadership. So I, I, that's why I teach the golden rule often in my no, leadership. It's, development. It, it's, it's such a simple way to think about it and such a powerful powerful um, uh, way to go about doing it as well. So on, on this topic of uh, commitment, is there anything else we should be flushing out here or do we give it a, a kind of a good, good cover? We've covered it pretty well, I think. I think we've covered it good, man. I think we can pull the curtain back and, okay. uh, and, and peek behind and see what's going on inside of our businesses. All right. All right. So moving, moving on. So great, great discussion around that leadership topic this week. And, and I, I fully uh, hope and and pray that everyone out there got value out of that discussion. And uh, I know I did just inside of this discussion, I've gotten tremendous value in just some of the points that were made. So excellent. Good. So that's why we're here. Man. Absolutely. People with, uh, with content. You so, bet. So, so behind, so, behind the scenes. Here's the thing, dude, you have accomplished incredible stuff on your website with some, you've done some incredible work uh, this past week. So tell our audience a, a little bit about what you've been doing there. Yeah, thanks for that, Michael. I, I have I've had a really productive week. So last week we've cha- we challenged each other to get a few things done, and I and I took that challenge very seriously, uh, bringing that accountability to myself. And and uh, so things that I've done since the last time we spoke uh, around around my website and around some of the podcast work that I've been doing. So. Um, if you if you go to aerospaceleader.com and you just start navigating around, you can look at my coaching page. You can look at my about page, which now exists thanks to a, a listener or a, uh, a, a social media connection you have who made a comment about uh, me not having an about page. Right, what what right. was that story again? So I, I was uh, someone was talking about I was in a. Uh, um, a Facebook group and somebody was talking about being in the aerospace industry. And I said, Hey, you got to check out my friend, Stephen Faust. And then another guy commented to that because he had gone to your website and he said, well, uh, tell your buddy, Stephen, that, you know, we in the aerospace, we're kind of, um, can't remember what word he used, but anyway, we're kind of funny about things that are missing. And at the moment, his about page is missing. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, good. I'll let him yeah. know. Uh, so now I, I made the commitment to you. I'm yeah. going to go back to the guy now and say, hey, that's great. about pages up, go check it out. So the, the good friend that you are, Michael, you sent me a text right away and said, hey, dude, what, what's going on? You don't have your about page set up. So, <laughs> yeah, you are absolutely right. I did not, but I do now. So if you go to it it's there. If you go to uh, uh, aerospaceleader.com and, and click the about page, you'll see the about page does, in fact, now exists. So we've got that one uh, completed. Also um, getting getting more onto regular content creation around the podcast. I have a, a separate podcast called the Aerospace Business and Leadership Podcast, which you can find at uh, aerospacepodcast.com or on my main website uh, at the podcast link at the top. Um, but so, this thing is a masterclass on leadership, by the way. Oh man, I appreciate I that. It. I appreciate that. So we um, uh, got another episode produced on Wednesday and put out there and Michael challenged me to get a little more consistent with that and to get another one in the can. So I actually produced and recorded another episode that'll be released this coming Wednesday, the 30th at 6 a.m. Phoenix time 
uh, as well. So this last one I produced was uh, on a topic, the 10 minute town hall. And uh, it's, it's something that I, that I've done for the last eight or nine years. And um, you can go check that out at aerospaceleader.com and, and uh, go to the, go to the podcast and uh, check it out. So I actually have some resources around that you can get to as well, uh, just by you know, checking in on the website and logging in and, and getting a complimentary membership to the resources vault. So uh, trying to build some cool, some cool tools and resources that I can put out there that uh, folks within my industry and folks just in leadership would yeah. find useful as well. So had some good, good productivity this week around the podcast production and around um, you know, just some of the other website enhancements and coaching page and, and further developing that as, as well as the, 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 the membership area and the, and the vault of resources, cleaning that up a bit as well. Got one new email subscriber this yeah, week. I saw that. Yeah. Yes, came, you showed me that. Came in yeah. today. So how do you build a list? One email address at a time. One at a time. And That's, clearly all the work that you've done this week is paying off. And, and just for our listeners sake, this resource vault that you're talking about, listen, this is phenomenal. I mean, you already have some, some great, free content in the form of ebook and things like that out there, but you're building a membership site for those to sign up complimentary. Yes. So free resources from now on. So any resource that you create, that's a, that's a freebie, whether it be um, a video course or an ebook or a guide or a template or any of those things, those members can find in the resource vault once they become members you just don't see that kind of stuff anywhere else. Yeah, people will throw around their PDF documents or whatever for yeah. free, but you're giving folks everything. And, dude, that's awesome. I mean, that's serving people very, very well. So I certainly encourage all the listeners to head over to uh, aerospaceleader.com, and you can find the resource vault there. You need to become a member there so that you can get these resources. No, there. I, I appreciate Stephen. I appreciate that. And, you know, the way I look at it is, uh, and, and we're both in this situation. I'm asking someone for money in the, in not in the currency way, but in an in a email address, right? It's, it's a value. I treat an email address of anyone who would consider consuming my content uh, very close, very private, very, right. you know, I don't give my email address out just to anybody willy nilly. So I expect if someone would part with their email address, they deserve great value in return. And that's what I'm working to do and to establish is this repository and, and library or vault or, or whatever the words are, but this place where content lives and breathes and grows and develops and becomes uh, something that the audience and the, and the folks who decide to consume it will find valuable and an email address as a payment for that. Um, they view that as a very fair and equitable trade. And that's the goal. And then over time, uh, as, as we develop our online businesses around leadership and, and growth and development, I want to move into a premium uh, membership site that is a paid version into mastermind groups, into things. But I have to cultivate and build trust and, and um, uh, confidence with people and credibility. And, and that's how I plan to do that is to give a lot of value free and then build trust and, and um, 
something that someone will want to work with me more in the future. So that that's kind of behind the scenes of what I'm doing. What about you, man? I know you, um, we had had some discussions about um, uh, you, you know, g- getting a hold of some, some experts out there in different areas and right. getting some interviews set up um, podcast interviews and, and you're doing some coursework that I'm really excited about as well. I'd love to hear more about what's going on behind the scenes with you. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the first thing that I want to do is just get, uh, you know, more exposure out there in the online world. And so one of the avenues that I've chosen to do that is to reach out to other individuals in our leadership space that are in the online world. Uh, I mean, you could even consider them competitors, if you will, if you're of that, you know, limited mindset that there's only so much out there, but I don't view them as competitors at all. I I view them as, uh, you know, partners in this uh, service to, to folks that, uh, that are needing leadership development, right? So I've reached out to, uh, to some and, uh, hoping to be on some, uh, you know, guest hosts on some podcasts. I, I reached out to, uh, uh, regular podcast that I listen to is a Kingsley Grant show. Uh, so I reached out to him and, and I just kind of introduced myself, told him that I was in the same space as him and so forth. And, and, uh, so we chatted back and forth a little bit and, and uh, we have an interview scheduled, so I'll be jumping on a Zoom call with him uh, here pretty soon, and and uh, talking about uh, emotional intelligence. His big uh, theme in leadership is emotional intelligence, so we're going to be talking about that. I'm excited to do that, uh, and and excited to share with his audience, you know, my views on emotional intelligence. We talked earlier about the golden rule. That's probably going to be one of the main topics that I'll share with his audience. So I'm just excited to share that information with his audience. And obviously uh, it helps me in in the sense that it gets more exposure uh, out there, more people to know who I am and things like that. Uh, So we'll be, I'll be recording that here soon. And I don't know exactly what his release date is, uh, but you better know that I will be sharing uh, that with all of my audience for the purpose of promoting, promoting his, uh, his podcast when I'm, I'm, no, I just think it's great. You recently gave a talk or a speech at um, yep. a college on. It, it was yes. That that went really well, and you you had a pretty big audience. I think you said there were about sixty something people. Yeah, it was a it was a workshop, and uh, there was about sixty uh, students there. That was uh, great. The whole conference had about two hundred and fifty, I think it was, and there was about sixty there. Uh, really, just learning the as we talked earlier, the, the golden rule, treating others the way yeah. you would want to be treated in leadership and how to apply that, how to do that. And so, and for you to take so, that now, I'm excited to share that even more. Yeah. And for you to take that, you know, some of the outcomes of that discussion and the questions that you got from that, uh, onto, um, this, this podcast, uh, as an inter- as being interviewed, I think it's, I think it's going to serve the audience well, and it's going to further give, give you some exposure and and the direction you want to go with your online uh, journey. So I think those are, you know, you're, you're planting the seeds that, that are going to eventually sprout and you're building this, this uh, authenticity and this level of authority across this that I think it's just going to just magnify. It's going to be this, I don't know, where did I hear this? Maybe Zig Ziglar. I'm kind of a Zig Ziglar guy, but uh, th- there's a type of tree that's in one of his books that, you know, they plant it, you water it. Have you heard this story? Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't, I don't know if it's a bamboo tree or something, but you, you plant it, 
and you water it and you come back and you, a year, every year and it, and it grows six inches, it grows a foot, it grows a foot, it grows a foot. And then all of a sudden the next year it like grows 30 feet. Right. Uh-huh. It's right. so it just, yeah. it, hockey stick growth. it's yeah. this, it's the hard work that you're doing up front with cultivating and planting seeds that over time and being fertilized and watered that you're going to wake up in a year or two and be an overnight success. Like we, yeah. like we say, right. It's yeah. Let's hope that overnight. I, I love it. It takes a year or two. Right? I love it, man. But, but yeah. every, everything worthwhile has got to start somewhere brother. brother right? no, I totally agree. I mean, it's all about serving as exactly any and every way that we can with the experience, the, the knowledge, the skills that we have to, to see others succeed. Uh, and in doing that, people begin to know, like, and trust us. Exactly. And are, uh, are willing to do business with us at that point, you know, very willing to do business with us and not coerced or anything. And you turned me on just recently to, to Jeff Walker in the launch formula, the, uh, the product right. launch formula. And uh, I'm, I'm just devouring this book, man. I got it on Audible. And uh, it's, a great book. it's Jeff Walker. Uh, it's called Launch. I'd encourage folks to check it out if you're interested in selling anything, um, you know, building that audience, uh, creating a product launch. And, and I, I'm just loving, I'm about halfway through it right now. I'm just loving the, the, the content. And, and you're actually applying this in one of your, your journeys with, with a course. So how is that going? Yeah, so I'm going to give it a shot, right? So I, love it. I have a, a little five-session leadership course that I've given a, a few times, uh, you know, in group settings, live in group settings. Um, and after reading Jeff Walker's book, I decided, you know what, I want to try to, I want to launch this online as a, as a, a live five-session webinar. Uh, and so reading through the book, then the book talks about, well, share some important content free content that then leads into a pitch for your paid content, right? And so I've been in the process of releasing out a three video series related to uh, career advancement. So I've already released two of those videos. The third one, as we're recording this podcast, the third one's going to be coming out tomorrow. And then that's going to lead right into an open cart week where folks can purchase what I'm calling the Art of Incredible Leadership Again, it's a five live webinar series. It, it happens Monday evening of, of, of each week uh, for those five sessions. And then there's two, what I'll call office hours. There's two open calls for questions that we'll have as well. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm trying to follow by the book, uh, Jeff Walker's book, of offering up that valuable content related to career advancement. Then in the video or in the, the course that I'll be offering, with leadership development, leadership development, in my view, is the key to advancing your career, whatever industry that you're in. I believe leadership development is the differentiating factor that is scalable that will advance your career no matter what industry you're in. So that's the course that will be offered as a part of that. The cart on the, as we're recording this podcast, the cart opens tomorrow. That'll be uh, October the 28th. And it'll be open up, up until November the 1st. No, that's great. So I love the fact that um, you're following this blueprint, right? So I get to, I get to sit back and, and get some popcorn and, 
and just kind of see. I, I love it, man, because uh, I haven't done it yet. And um, I, I love the fact that that you're taking action, that um, you've developed the content and you're just you're just going for it. You're just going for it. And I love it. I'm looking at you. I actually have your website up now and I, I see your your offer and I see you already have two reviews and um, uh, I just think it's great. And I'm, I'm excited. So you're shopping, your your open cart happens tomorrow. It's going to be open all week. I encourage folks listening. If you're listening between uh, October 28th and uh, the 1st of November or so uh, to make sure that you go check that out. You have a custom domain for that, I think. I do. Yeah. They can head over to artofincrebleleadership.com. Uh, and that'll send you right into the sales page for it. And if you happen to navigate to that outside of that open cart window, you'll see all the information regarding the course itself. Uh, but you'll have the opportunity to get on a wait list because we will yeah. be um, doing this on a regular basis. Uh, so we're going to have an open cart uh, time this week. And then we're going to close enrollment. We're going to execute with, with all the service heart we can to those that enroll in this session. Then early next year, we'll open it up again and have another session as well. Yeah, and I, and I think the content is, is so, so critical that every leader of consequence you know, needs to have this type of information and, and, and really think about it. And, and the key is not just the information. So you're going you're gonna to provide great content that every leader must know, but you're also going to provide, uh, you know, also, uh, other material that goes with the course. You're going to have, you know, the questions and answers. They're going to, there's going to be that that collaborative approach that really makes learning and growing and developing, you know, takes it to the next level. Yeah, no, I agree. There's there's all types of uh, you know assessments and worksheets and templates and things like that associated with the course. And again, I've, I've done this, you know, in face to face settings a few times now. Uh, the only difference here is I'm moving it to be an online course. Uh, but, uh, there's, there's homework for you to go off and do there's Q and a time. So there's, you know, access to me, uh, for the purpose of getting your specific question answered. So, you know, for those that sign up, I'm going to, you know, I hope I've proven that I'm doing everything I can to serve with great content. And, uh, those that will sign up for this course, uh, I'm certainly going to do everything I can to go above and beyond what's expected in service to those students that'll be a part of it. Yeah, and one thing I know about you, Michael, is that when, when you do something like this, you pour yourself into, into folks. And um, there's, that, that's, the way, that's the only way to serve. And, and not everyone does that. And it, to pour yourself in your experience, in your desire to just genuinely help people improve and get better, that's, um, that is well worth the price of admission there just by itself. Well, I appreciate that, Stephen. That is certainly my heart to serve. Absolutely. Up. And that's one thing I've, in our relationship that we have uh, to this point, it's one thing I've learned about you is that you're about as genuine a person that uh, is out there and it's all about service, service of others and growth and development and just helping people uh, experience uh, their dreams and, and their successes in life. So that's Fantastic. Well, I think we've hit just about all things that have happened uh, the last week or so. And why don't you wrap us up? Yeah, man. Episode number four here. I mean, great stuff. I think great leadership content and a real good peek behind the scenes of 
of what we're doing in our businesses. So excited to get this one launched, published out there for our audience to listen to. Um, and, and no doubt we'll be back again next week with great leadership and behind the scenes content as well. But until we speak again, I'd encourage all of our audience to be blessed, lead well. Thank you.